This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. Congratulations to Crystal. Yes. In you, Princeton? In Princeton. Sol- say, say hi to the weather miss for us. Solid Bojangles in, there, in Princeton. There is too. right off 70. Yeah. Solid Bojangles. I'm trying to picture it. Oh, yeah, it's right off 70. Is it, is it off 70? Do you have to get off, or is it like on no, 70? No, it's like on it. It's on I think I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Is it? Is it on the? If you're headed east, is on it on the right? right? On the right. Yep. There's a Hardee's There's right a Hardee's before. before. Yes, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. The, I'd love to know the number of Bojangles when... When you we used to drive, could down you remember 70. like could you remember all the Bojangles between like Raleigh and, and Atlantic, Beach? Atlantic Beach? Yes, but now but it it has tripled since. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say in the past like five years, but I guess really I'm talking about the past twenty five years now since I began making that drive myself. Mm. Um, yeah, even like between there's extra ones in Kinston. There was always the one in Kinston on the right side of your head at least, but now there's one before that. It's on the left side of the road if you're um in if LaGrange? you're well, it might be in, it's LaGrange. in LaGrange. It's not even in Kinston. Yeah, it, no no, yeah, that's You know what you're Kinston talking yet. about? Look, look this LaGrange. is like my territory <laughs> and instead of saying and like instead of just being wrong, you could have asked me. You're the, the one over here trying to act like you're from the area or you know it so well. It's in LaGrange, it's dummy. Not, yeah. LaGra- LaGrange right. is Kinston. No, it's not. LaGrange no. is Kinston. Oh, oh, oh man, I'm fighting you're words. Basically, disgusting. You're just a Kinston suburb. You're disgusting. It'd be like if there was a, a Bojangles in Garner and I said it was Raleigh and, and, and Rand got offended. I would be offended. God, it's disgusting. different. It's different. Move Garner's so, not Raleigh. You're so elitist. Be from a big city one time. Garner? What? Be from a big city oh, okay. one time. Hey, so hey how, many, how many American idols came be, from Raleigh? Be from one. Scotty McCreary. No. Oh, my God. Be, be from a big city one <laughs> I'm time. Done. I'm done. I'm done. Aiken. Big cities. We have large gravitational orbits, and we get to suck in the uh, surrounding cities whenever no. we want to. We don't need Raleigh. We're fine. Yeah. We have our own downtown. You mean the Grange? You mean you mean my bojangles in the grave? Just don't be wrong. Yeah, just I don't care if you want to if you want to do the people driving. No, like you don't. There's you don't know about every little city. You go to Goldsboro, and but then we you're we, in we Kinston, should. And we then are you're the in hyper local yes. show on the radio. We, we okay talk to, about this. It's people okay from to be Raleigh, wrong. No, yeah, you, they do. You go from. I mean, you used to go through Clayton. Now you don't even have to go to Clayton. So basically, no. you leave Raleigh, yeah. and the next city you drive through is Goldsboro. You don't that, even drive through Goldsboro anymore. No, they had the bypass. Yeah, but you still call that Goldsboro. And then you hit Kinston, and then you hit Newburn. You don't. The rest of the town's irrelevant. You're wrong. Why are you skipping over Ir- Dover like that? You're wrong. <laughs> irrelevant. Raise up Dover. <laughs> irrelevant. Goldsboro, Kinston, Newburn, Beach. You're done. You're Dude, such a you're, hater. You're wrong. You're just wrong. You're such God, a hater. I have, ang- no. I have angered the no, small town No, because you were boys. wrong, and then you turned it into like. I angered the small town boys. Get, what were we talking about? If there's a Bojangles know. in Bahama, I guarantee you Ben Swain is calling it Durham's Bojangles. You're just wrong. Bojangles is a get right food. And you were Speak- right. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of get right, God. we saw UNC get right, or, or so we thought. It led to a win over the pack. We saw UNC get right against Miami. Playing Miami without Chris Likes is the ACC's get right game this year. <laughs> when you need a win, you got to get to Miami or have Miami without come to Chris you. Likes. <laughs> yes, State did it last night. Braxton Beverly got yep. to see the uh, the three pointers fall a little bit. Get that positive psychological mojo going. Miami is the team that does that for you. 
Or but, or UNC with Cole Anthony. And in life, there are get right games too, right? Yeah. Like things that you do just to like get things back on track. Or or kind of make you feel better about what you've been doing You're, wrong yeah. or whatever. Things have been going wrong. You opt to try something. You're like, let me just get back on track. Even if even this isn't a big win for me, just getting this one little thing done will make things better. Yep. Right? Yep. We're going to talk about that today. If you if you want, you can give us a call right now. 8605-FAN, 8605-326, and tell us your life equivalent of a get-right game, and we'll give you some examples. Here's a big one. A lot of people... Not a religious show, but a lot of people go to church. Yes. Go to church, very into their church. But we all know those people Christmas Eve and Easter. Yeah, you've been uh, ignoring your church. Maybe you've been not living a church lifestyle as much. But you're going to show up at Christmas Eve and Easter because it's your get right time. You got to get right. (laughs) Christmas Eve is the get right service. Like, be there. Shake some hands. Yeah, yeah, I'm still going to this People church. See, yeah. Woo. Good to see you. Yeah. yeah, we're just so busy with the kids' sports. And mm. you, sh- you kneel a little bit longer after that communion because you've been missing <laughs> missing some of the other ones. You're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just making up for lost time. You go back for seconds. All right, speaking of holidays, everyone knows you go hard in December. Yeah. I mean, it starts in, in November with the, the Friendsgivings. The wine, sometimes October. The craft beer, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Halloween. Seriously, yeah. you're running, you're running hot. Yeah, from late October through the Thanksgiving holiday into December, and then it's just Christmas party after late Frank, late Friendsgiving after like three straight, you know, friend family parties, yeah. four days of Christmas, most of which involve drinking, starting at somewhere around 11 a.m. Maybe a Bloody Mary mimosa. Beer. It's, uh, there's no rules. You got the week between Christmas and New Year's where you just stay wrong. I mean, you were just doing it all <laughs> eating bad, yep. sleeping bad, yep. drinking lots. Yep. And then, of course, New Year's, the ultimate just, you know, no rules. All right. Still recovering. Sober January? <laughs> that's your get right game. <laughs> Sober January. Like, people are like, oh, you know, I'm just, it's, it's the right thing to do. No, it's a get right game. Yeah. Yep. Sober January is the equivalent of playing Miami without Chris Likes. You're just like, let me just get through one month with no alcohol. I'll start sleeping a little bit better. Maybe convince myself that I don't actually have a bad habit. It was just the holidays. Yeah. Sober January is a get-right game. So that's an entire month because you just talk about, talked about two months of just being gross. Yeah, just hedonistic, indulgent, whatever. gluttonous. A lot of people do this one. It's like a get-right Maybe the pants aren't fitting too well. Maybe Good. you've been eating a little too much. Maybe it's been cold. Yep. Cold outside, you haven't been doing much. Just eating a salad for dinner. Mm. Yeah, Full Salad for dinner. Just it. That's Just your entire right meal. Here. You're like, you know, I could go to this place and get a... Even better if you get salad with like without the chicken or the burger on top of it. <laughs> you know, like Bad Daddies. You, like you get a salad, but then you're like, ooh, I can add a burger for I it? For just steak like, three, three bucks? Sure. Like, no, no. It's got to be a pure salad. I'll even give you a, a bigger quick fix than that. Okay. A get right game? Sweatpants. Ah. Oh sweatpants. Oh my gosh. You just you're like, "Oh man, I everything's fitting too tight. I don't feel right." I mean, you put on those sweatpants, instantly feel better. Mm-hmm. You don't worry. You, you can't tell because it's elastic, right? It still fits <laughs> you about the same. Yeah, yeah. Your inch may have uh your waistline may have expanded by an inch. But the sweatpants don't notice. No. They're not yelling at you like your button-up pants or like, not, what have you been doing? They're not They're not judgmental. They adjust to you. Sweatpants are a get-right game. Here's one we discussed earlier. You're in college. Yes. That first semester, you, 
you probably couldn't even pick your classes because it was too mm-hmm. too late or because oh, yeah. you're a freshman that everything closes up. And also, or you went ambitious. You're like, you're, I might be a doctor. I'll take this uh, yeah. chem class. Oh, 15 hours. Like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> your get right is that second semester mm. when you know what the game is, you know how to play the game, and you're like, yo. Give me them easy classes. Give me geology. Give me them twelve hours. Geology one hundred. No. I gotta classes. get right. I gotta yeah. get. I need some A's, some B's. Boost up that GPA. Happens all the time in college. It might even be well, step well, aerobics. I'm not going to imply that Chip Patterson ever had a bad semester in college, but maybe we'll ask about this when when he comes in. Uh, but yeah, it might even be like junior year, you, you second semester, you get a bad first semester, yeah. so you go take some freshman class. Yeah. Second semester, it's like, hey, it counts. I needed this requirement anyway. <laughs> Let me just get that that Portuguese 100 out of the way. Those are your get right games. Um, a little bit later, we will talk to you about your life get right games. Again, this comes up because Miami is the get right game in the ACC. State played them, looks real good. When UNC played them, they looked real good. Wake Forest, as Josh Goodson pointed out, hold it, hold on, hang in there. <laughs> Two weeks. You've got Miami coming up. That is your get right game. Um, and those are some life get right games. Give us a call, 8605-FAN, 8605-326, a little bit later, if you have a get right life equivalent. On the other side. That was a great tease. Call us a little bit later. Yeah, call us later. <laughs> right. Not now. Don't do it now. If call us, Jonathan Rand could like, if you want to call, Jonathan Rand will talk to you and he'll get your get right game if you can't call us later. I'll just talk to you if you need somebody to talk to. I got you. Coming up on the other side, he's back in the top 10 in the world rankings. And you know that means he is Raleigh's own Webb Simpson. He joins us after winning the Waste Management Open. Webb Simpson, next. He is the winner of the Waste Management Phoenix Open last weekend. He's back in the top 10 of the world golf rankings for the first time since 2012, playing some of his best golf. He is a former U.S. Open and Players Championship winner. A three-time Ryder Cup participant, but maybe most importantly, a Broughton High School grad, also a Wake Forest grad, a husband and father to four, unless he had another one that I don't know about. (laughs) He is Raleigh's Webb Simpson joining us now. Webb, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy, we do have five kids now. Do you really? <laughs> I was we, snuck, we snuck one in on you. Uh, Mercy was the fourth. I swear I was looking for this. I was like, give, give me the full lineup of his family. It's not on your Wikipedia page. I looked there. Nope. All right, so I know you got one named Wyndham that you named after your first tournament. One's Mercy. Who's the fifth one now? So Eden. Eden B. Eden B. All right, congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I missed it, and thanks for correcting me. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on the win at the Waste Management Open. Let's let's start right there with your family because I've seen you at tournaments. I've seen your wife, Dowd, pushing a stroller, walking one kid and carrying another kid. I've seen sisters. I've seen cousins. I've seen all types of people <laughs> with you at all types of events all around the world. You won the Waste Management Open, and, of course, one of the first things you did in the interview was shout out your family. But I noticed – None of them were there. Is it a sign of how good you are that, like, winning a tournament is not even a big deal anymore, that none of your family comes out to see it, Webb? <laughs> well, I got three kids in school, and, you know, Phoenix is it's a long flight from Charlotte, so my wife and I talked about it Sunday or Saturday night, and, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, we felt like it was best if she stayed put. Um, and, you know, the tour comes east here in a few weeks, so hopefully if I can get back in contention, she'll be there. It had nothing to do with the fact you didn't want to expose your kids to number 16 at Waste Management <laughs> Open, right? Is that, is that it? <laughs> I mean, it's not a great influential hole, you know, for kids. <laughs> it's adults only, so 
uh, yeah, I mean, that hole is wild. I mean, it's a it's a fun experience. To say the least. And what what the scene at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, everybody knows it. It's uh, it's, it's all talked about. Is that something that like actually would be kind of cool to see a couple other places on tour, or a golfer's like, it's great for that one spot, but I don't want that repeated anywhere else. I think guys really enjoy it that week, but would probably not want it anywhere else. You know, there's been a few holes that have tried to be loud and do some similar things that they do at 16, but it's just not the same. I mean. I don't know how many tens of thousands of people can fit on that hole, maybe 30, 35,000, but um, I think it's special for that place and that place only. Yeah. Uh, my sources web also tell me that you made a promise to at least one member of your family that you would be back Monday morning before one of those kids went to school. Uh, tell us about the promise and how it worked out and how you got it done. Did you make it back in time? <laughs> I did. I went back to my hotel room, watched the Super Bowl. Took a shower, got to the airport. I had a red-eye American flight that landed like 5.30 in the morning. And so I was home by 6.45, home for breakfast. So, so I, I was able to keep my promise and then, you know, run carpool. <laughs> wait, so wait, you flew commercial back, Webb? You, a red-eye? Come on, man. I did. PJs? I mean, hey, so I can put on a hoodie and a hat and nobody knows who I am. That was one of my other questions. You, you're kind of tall. You kind of stand out. But are, are you basically anonymous in, in, in an airport? Yeah, a few people came up to me, but it wasn't too bad. I think everybody, you know, the fight didn't take off till twelve, so everybody's tired anyways. All right, we need to um, talk. We need to talk to Will Roach and get you set up with a private jet, man. <laughs> All right, we don't. Need I'm always you, in. We don't need you flying commercial. Yeah. Um, hey, I, you. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, it, you know, a flight like that helps my miles. It helps my American status. So. Save those private flights for, you know, special occasions. You're a top 10 golfer in the world, man. Get, get on a jet. We, nobody's going to judge you. <laughs> hey, uh, one, one, of the thing, one of the reasons you won the tournament was, was because of your incredibly clutch putting. Uh, you made a great one on 18 to tie it and then made kind of a similar putt. You, you put it in a, in a similar area and then made it for the, uh, to win the playoff. Putting has been a big story for you because a few years ago, uh, the PGA decided they were going to make a move away from the anchored putter that you had used for a number of years. You kind of got ahead of the game and said, look, if we're going to have to make a change, let's go ahead and do it. I saw that your uh, your caddy estimated that it cost you maybe $5 million in tour winnings while you were sort of making the adjustment. You knew it was going to be adjustment period. Your stats fell way down in putting, but now you are way back, better than you've ever been in your life. Tell us about that journey because I know it's it's a mental thing. It's psychological. It's a lot of practice. It's believing in yourself. Uh, and now you are one of the best putters on tour and have come out uh, of this whole ordeal a better player. Tell us about that journey with your putting. Yeah, so it's been quite a journey. Um, you know, we decided with the, the anchored putter band coming January 1st, 2016, we decided in the fall of 2014 that we're going to go ahead and get a jump start on it switch to the short putter in the fall. Um, that way I get a year under my belt before all the golfing world, all the, all the attention focus goes to those who have to switch. And so I thought it'd be smart to get ahead of it. And, and looking back, I'm glad I did it when I did. Um, I started out putting pretty well. Then a few months later, started putting poorly. And then I had, you know, a year and a half of the worst putting I've had on tour as a pro, you know, always, 175 or worse in putting stats and so it was a very trying time frustrated days and nights tears I mean it was bad and you know my dad as you know my dad Hayes he, he always told me in golf that I can never give up no matter what and you know I remember as a junior like 10 years old 
you know, if I asked him, I said, Dad, if I shoot 50 on nine holes, do I have to play the back in a tournament? He said, absolutely. Because you can never withdraw from a tournament unless you're sick or hurt, you know? And so I had that built-in mentality that I'm never, I'm never going to give up, even though it could be hard for a long time. But I felt like my dad really helped me uh, through that time. And I just kind of kept going. And I, I just felt like if I call some people for help, if I get lessons, if I start to understand my putting better, because um, I had never really dove into, like, the putting mechanics. I'd always been a pretty good putter. Yep. So I never really, like, looked that deep into what makes someone a great putter, how to become a consi- consistently great putter uh, week in, week out, year in, year out. And I did that. And honestly, it's, it's the trial and the struggle that led to all that research I did and got me to where I am today. And um, it's funny, I'm a, be- a way better putter now than I was on my best day with the belly putter, you know, before the anchor band. So um, I just had to keep my head high and keep going. Um, you know, my, my faith, I felt like uh, it, it's sweet how my faith increased uh, during that time um, in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I felt like, you know, struggles are a funny time for people to actually have joy and peace and, you know, have, you know, be doing well on the inside, even though the outside doesn't look well. And I experienced that. I really did. I felt like um, I still had weeks of, of joy, even though the putting was, was really poor and below average and a lot of times the worst on tour that week. Um, and there were embarrassing moments. There were moments where I just hated the feeling. But, like I said, my dad helped me just keep going and figure something out. Very cool that you can still remember those words of your dad. Dad lessons are kind of like that. They live with us yep. um, throughout our lives, and, and cool that you can lean on your faith, too. Hey, Webb, um, I'm looking at the world golf rankings right now. So seven of the top nine in the world are Americans. And just as a golf fan who likes to watch golf, I don't know if it's ever been as in as good of a position from watching it as far as drama goes as it is right now. We, obviously, there's always the Tiger effect, and we're in sports radio, so we have to mention Tiger. Admit, we have to mention Tiger. Whenever we we're have to. talking to anybody. But there's there's yeah. been drama with, with Patrick Reed. There's like Brooks Kepka he's phenomenal, but he's almost a villain in some senses. <laughs> is it, being on the tour right now, is it, as, is it in as good of shape as it's ever been as since you've been on the tour? I think so. I mean – Definitely, there's more competition now than there's ever been. More guys can win. Um, and I think, you know, the, the average age on the PGA Tour is getting younger. Um, guys are stepping up in big moments. And, you know, you, you can't help but mention after this USGA and RNA report came out on distance that technology has helped us. We're, we're learning things that have never been discovered. You know, we, we have a better understanding of how – Golf shots work, chip shots putting works because of research and technology. So I think a lot of things factor into why it's harder to win now than it's ever, it's ever been. Um, and I think it'll continue to be that way ongoing. And, you know, you said seven of the top nine are Americans. You know, it's a great year for Ryder Cup. So I hope we can, the Americans can keep playing well. Uh, speaking of that, I want to mention three things that are coming up this year in golf. The Masters, which may be on your radar more than ever because you tied for fifth last year. And uh, and again, like you said, you're putting and playing some of your best golf right now. The Olympics actually take place this year, and you have put yourself in a possible position to try and qualify there. And then the Ryder Cup. You've been a part of three Ryder Cup teams um, and uh, will we'll obviously challenge to be a part of a fourth one. Rank those three things 
in terms of where your interest and focus is right now? I know the Masters comes up first chronologically, but when you looked at the year before it started and said, all right, where do these three things fall? Where do they fit in your priorities? So the Masters, the Ryder Cup, and which one? Uh, Olympics this year. Olympics. <clears throat> so the Olympics, I, I was under the impression in 2016 that they weren't, you know, the golf part wasn't as big of a deal as it ended up being. I gotcha. think everyone that I talked to experienced it, and they loved it. And yep. so it wasn't really on my radar much a few years ago. One, because I wasn't playing well enough to make it. Uh, but two, just because it's a new thing. We weren't used to it. We're used to the majors. Um, so, honestly, I think I would put uh, Masters, Ryder Cup, Olympics in there, or in that order for me, um, in terms of kind of where my focus is. And I think partly that order because of the, the timing. You know, yeah. that's the order of when they fall. But um, hard to think a lot about Ryder Cup now with, you know, the players and four majors to come. Yep. Um, all right. Last thing, Webb. I hope you don't mind that we do this, but here on Sports Channel 8, the radio show, uh, you've been good to us since we were small time and you would talk to us at all the events and stuff. We have been consistent. Whenever you win or even just play well, we refer to you as Riley's Webb Simpson. On the rare occasion that you miss a cut, we let Charlotte have you and we call you Charlotte's Webb Simpson. Are, are you okay with this uh, categorization of only claiming you when we win? Do, are, can we be can we be bandwagon Webb Simpson fans or do we have to be all in or nothing? No, that's fine. You, I, I'll take whatever whatever love I can get, I'm going to take it. All right. So, well, you're yeah, getting, whenever I play well, you claim it. And when I don't, I live in Charlotte. Well, guess what? You're, you're getting a lot of love right now because you, again, like I said, once again, back in the top 10. I know you you probably are not a gambling guy, but the odds of you winning the Masters are getting a lot better. And I know you're also getting a lot of love from your family who couldn't make it out to Phoenix, but will be all it's over five kids on the East family. Coast. And I was yeah. going to say that too. And all five of your kids, uh, including Eden. Congratulations and sorry for uh, leaving out Eden in the first one. Hey, man, thank you so much for being generous with your time and joining us. We can't wait to catch you in Charlotte. Charlotte in Greensboro, hopefully, and uh, maybe even we'll uh, watch you or get down to Augusta if we're lucky. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Best of luck on a great season. Talk to you soon, Webb. All right. See you. See you guys. Coastal Credit Union, 99.9 The Fan and Buzz Sports Radio proudly honor Scholar athletes each month. On behalf of the more than 261,000 members, Coastal and its senior management team present a $400 check in the winner's name to his or her high school. Each monthly winner also gets on-air recognition and a commemorative plaque. There's no cost for participation in the program, so head on over to WRALsportsfan.com, keyword Scholar, and nominate a deserving athlete today. Webb Simpson. Good dude. Good dude. We got the ticker. We'll give away tickets. Chip Patterson will tell us about signing day. We got stories about people getting a lot of Chicken Supremes from Bojangles. Yes. (laughs) Well, we might talk Chicken Supremes. All that and more next. You can't be a bum and watch TV all weekend. You can't sit and watch sports all weekend long. So which day will it be? Saturday or Sunday? Chip Patterson from CBS Sports representing Saturday 
Chip, what's happening Saturday? Rivalry day, baby. Woo! Oh, I thought I thought he was gonna go get right Saturday. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State. Woo! Rivalry. <laughs> nah, here's what we got. The the basketball slate's pretty good. LSU, Auburn, Michigan, Michigan State, Kentucky, Tennessee. I would watch all those football games actually. In, in all in sort of that early slate right there. We got Virginia against Louisville. I wouldn't like recommend that, but Ooh. we understand it's a really competitive game. Is that an sure. under principle? Uh, Dude, did you see the 107 last night? Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, Clemson, Virginia, uh, 107 but was we, the over-under. But we still haven't gotten that. We have not gotten the Virginia double-digit. Uh, Clemson, Virginia would have been a good uh, uh, potential 99. for the 99, the right. over-under of double digits. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Gonzaga Ooh. on the road at St. Mary's. If you're up late, that's going to be one where maybe one of the like best chances for Gonzaga to take a loss in the regular season. But, I mean – Six six o'clock in Chapel Hill, yep. in Deanie Smith Center. It's uh, it's, it's Duke on. Carolina. It's on. Yeah, like that's you got the Pebble Beach Pro Am on the golf side. I know that we've got both of those to share. Yep. We get to see some. Uh, see, well, Bill Murray doing goofy things. Oh, or like Aaron Rodgers and Larry Fitzgerald, very serious about the competition <laughs> as they're getting out there trying to go for the low uh, amateur score. Are we not giving? Uh, sorry, are we not giving Duke UNC enough? It's Thursday. Yeah. And is it, is it just because UNC's had like a weird year, or is it almost like Duke? We know they're good. All right, no, no, but even no, you know what? No, here's the problem. The problem is ESPN and the ACC Network. This game is supposed to be on a Wednesday night. Ah, it's the dual Saturday games now, right? And this one, the first one is always a weeknight game. And I think that is what is uh, taking some of the luster away from it. This but game I, was supposed to occur on a Wednesday or Thursday. That's okay. It's okay that uh, that game is a little bit lacking in luster because I've got a, a wild card from the deck that I don't think you were ready for. Saturday, XFL, baby. Ooh. First XFL game day. We're talking about the Dragons <laughs> at the Defenders. Yeah. We're Ooh. talking about the Wildcats at the Roughnecks. Uh-oh. The Vipers at the Guardians. Ooh. And the Battlehawks at the Renegades. The well, he's trying to steal two because two of those are on Sunday. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, but did you know that? Yeah, I have it written down. Yeah, but he gets the XFL premiere. There's always that like intrigue of like, what is this going to be? XFL opening weekend unders. Um, you cannot <laughs> set it over. <laughs> High enough that I would take it over for. Goodson, tomorrow on the Vegas Report, better be all XFL. <laughs> How do you even handicap XFL unders. an XFL game? You can handicap the Shrine Bowl, then you can definitely handicap an XFL game. You look for BJ Daniels, and you know that he's going to be uh, he's going to be effective for two interceptions a game. There was definitely intrigue the first time the XFL came around. I remember watching that the first, first weekend. Coin toss. You're like, what are yeah, they doing? Because it was steal the bacon, right? The was, ball in the middle. And- yeah, they. Set the ball in the middle. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They set. Do you remember this, Rand? No. Okay. The first yeah. ex, the first iteration of the XFL. Instead of the coin toss, here's how they decided who got the ball. And I won't get it exactly right, but basically, they put the ball down at midfield, 50 yard line. Two dudes line up at the 40 yard line, and they say go. And they first to get the ball, steal the bacon style, gets the kick, gets the first possession, baby. That was the kickoff. They do have an alternate kickoff for the XFL. I don't they know have if you're alternate kickoff. They have this. no kicked extra points. You can either go through for one, two, or three based, based on, how, on far how far it is. You can do I double. Don't hate, I don't hate that. You can do double forward passes. Well, hold on. Hold, <laughs> hold on. It just got. Interesting. What? This is like old school flicker ball rules yeah, yeah. at Davidson or Broad High School in the real used to this. So not unlimited forward passes, but you, you can throw two. two. And do they? 
can you throw it forward 10 yards and, and then go, or does it have to be a forward pass but still behind the line of scrimmage? The XFL will allow two forward passes on a play, provided that the first forward pass is caught behind the line of gotcha, scrimmage. Gotcha, gotcha. So it could be like a shovel pass, and then that guy throws right. it. Yeah. Or you can, almost like when you uh, like a flanker screen, and you don't have to worry about getting the guy behind you or perfectly right. lateral. You can just throw it out to that dude to the side, and then he gets a simple play. I, I like it. And from the viewing standpoint, they are going to give us audio – of the coach to quarterback communication. Oh, I, I like a lot of this, man. Too bad you didn't get Saturday. You could have the. Uh, I never get Saturday. T- actually, premiere of the <laughs> XFL. Though. Actually, never get Saturday. Well done, Chip right. Patterson. Anything else you got there? I should also mention on Saturday, as part of the Duke UNC game, starting at noon at top of the hill, Saturday, February eighth. Join the ACC Network and ESPN to celebrate and watch the game. It's Super Blue Saturday. At top of the hill, doors open at noon, live music, games, food, swag, and more. Check that out before you head to the rivalry game, Duke UNC. Which, yeah, we'll talk more Duke UNC tomorrow, but I don't know. We might have to talk more XFL tomorrow than anything. All right, that is Saturday. Chip Patterson, well done. Josh Goodson, what do you have for Sunday? XFL? Like, yeah. Marquise Williams actually plays for one of the teams that's playing. Day two of the XFL? Day two of the XFL, 2 o'clock, Tampa versus New York. Marquise Williams, quarterback for New York. All right. I'm interested. uh, Tar Heel time. I'm interested, yeah. 1 o'clock. Time to start looking at the net rankings, boys. Wisconsin. Ohio State on. Nice. What? Were you a, gonna say something? Yeah, I was. One of the days they're doing these. It's Saturday. They're doing the. You missed. Yeah, the select. Not the selection show, but whatever they're the calling. The look now, in. The pre-selection show. They're gonna tell you the first sixteen. Yeah, and yeah. it's gonna be uh, a real, you know, ACC leading the way with uh, Kevin White as the selection committee yeah. chair this year. Yeah, it's gonna be a little disappointing when he's like, uh, "Yeah, we only got three ACC teams." <laughs> but fortunately, all three of them should be in the top sixteen. Well, it's right? not like the Oregon athletic director who had to sit there as his team was like two slots away from the playoff. Describe. <laughs> In the final playoff rankings. Uh, yeah. So, all right. What else you no, got but, Sunday? No, but NC State fans have been talking about the Wisconsin game and has been the quad one win. They lost last night. They're down. It's a quad two now. Ah. So now we are pulling for Wisconsin. Yeah. Let's go, Badgers. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go, Davidson. Brad Davidson. Let's go. 3 p.m. Braxton Pebble Beach Pro-Am final round. But I'm going to be watching some racing. Okay. It's not the Daytona 500 yet, but did you know there's the Bush Clash? Have you ever heard of that, Hayes Bromar? I did not know about it, and I have not. There's an exhibition every Sunday prior, the week before the Daytona 500. Yep. If you won a poll last year, or if you've previously won this exhibition before, you get the race in this. It's called the Bush Clash, 75 lap exhibition from Daytona Speedway. Who you got winning it? Uh, Jimmy Johnson. I'm just gonna take him all year since this is last year. Yeah, they'll rig it for him. Yeah. Um, is, it, uh, is everybody good? Is it a farewell tour for Jimmy Johnson? Like every racetrack has to give him some present. They might. Probably, yeah. They probably will. Will they build a rocking chair for him out of the tire treads <laughs> that uh, that he left on somewhere? But yeah, Saturday, S- Sunday is the, the college basketball slate was terrible. There's an ACC game that's really bad. There's <sighs> what, no women. What, what ACC game? I, I, it's so bad I didn't even write it down. <laughs> Josh Goodson, once again, claiming the deck is stacked against Notre Dame-Clemson. Are you going to watch that? Ooh, Notre Dame's trying to make a run for the NCAA tournament. You've got the biggest night in Hollywood, man. The Oscars. Whatever. Like, I'm going to stay awake for that. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, but it's not for you. It's for everyone else. Come on, Goodson. I couldn't name one 
one Oscar, like up for uh, Best Picture. Could not oh, Once Upon one. a Time in Hollywood. I got all nine. I'm seeing all of them this weekend. Is Joker nominated? Joker was. You would have known that. Knives Out. Ford versus Ferrari. Knives Out's not super. Oh, uh, was it nominated? Not for Best Good. Picture. It was way overrated, no. I thought. All right. Chip Patterson wins in a landslide. Uh, 100%. Well, Just a landslide. He should. Your lack of effort and enthusiasm to try and oh, you had the Super Bowl one day and you were still you're, like okay, this kind of I'm going to make you try this next week. Okay. Are you, you're going to host and I'll be Sunday? You're going to be Sunday. He'll probably Bring win. Bring it. I'm sure you're going to get a great slate. All right. Well, you be host. I'll be Sunday, but okay. I also still get to be judged, though. No. <laughs> hey, as we continue to do the, like, are they in or out ACC game, Yes, I think we need to give Georgia Tech a special award for being the bubble killers. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they have been taking out ACC bubble teams one after another. They are doing the crabs in a bucket. If we can't go, nobody, none of y'all nobody. are going to be able to go. Yeah, it's uncool. All right, but hold on. Have you heard this of how they could issue an appeal and still possibly be eligible for the postseason because it wouldn't be answered until like after the NCAA tournament? I've been operating under the assumption that the Georgia Tech is not playing in the ACC tournament and not playing in the NCAA tournament, regardless of how good they were. Those close to the program continue to have your kind of confidence in the same. There was a football team this year that I think was in the same position, and it did not end up breaking their way. Like you, you're trying to push their deadline to make them like rush for it, right. you know, to keep our school thing going. Like I know when the grades are due, so right. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not giving you a whole lot of time to right. grade this. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess that might not go their way. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I I think it would still be an uphill climb for them to even make the NCAA tournament. So stop beating teams with a chance to get in Georgia Tech. <laughs> like Virginia Tech's taking some bad losses. Syracuse is taking some bad losses. Pittsburgh lost last night. Mm. Pittsburgh lost last night to Notre Dame. I know. That's not what NCAA tournament teams do. What Notre Dame's gonna try and be an NCAA four, tournament? Four team AC four ACC teams. No. They'll never do that. They'll they've, never do it. They've had 24 teams across the last three years, and I they think it's going to be four. Well, oh, it might be five. Before They'll five. get to five. Mitch on Twitter chimed in on our Bojangles question. He said, last night, Falls of the Noose location, large four-piece Supreme dinner with an extra Supreme. He got seven, and one was two stuck together. Ooh. Seven. Yeah. Is that the one in front of the food lion? Yeah. Like yes. right where Wake yeah. Forest yes. turns to Falls? It's a, it's a decent seven counts. Seven, I mean, people are out there claiming ten, but seven is good if you can it. get it. I mean, yeah. I'm really more of a chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit kind of guy, so. Ooh. Filet biscuit combo. That sounds fantastic, From now on, actually. when you get these extra Supremes, take pictures. Although people could just lie. Pictures could lie. You know, you could, two you people. You could get the kids' meal like I do, put the Supremes in the biscuit. Yeah. Why not just get, I mean, I cheaper. guess you get a little bit more chicken. Grow up. All right, with the. Minute and a half remaining, we have just enough time to decide if a couple things are overrated, underrated, or properly rightly rated. It's rightly rated. Got to quickly give Chip his uh, celebratory, like, nice job, Chip. Sorry. I I declared him the winner. Oh, I know. I just didn't give him his, like, hey, congrats. Also a reminder, check your local school school closings and check the weather. Be safe out there. Some schools are closing early, including Wake, Durham, Person, and Granville. Uh, for potential of severe weather. Outer space, overrated, underrated, or rightly rated. This comes up because Christina Cook, Pac Pro, NC State grad, returned to Earth. Her first space flight was a 328-day mission with 5,248 orbits of Earth. A journey of 139 million miles is outer space. 
Overrated, underrated, or rightly rated, Chip? Wildly underrated. Uh, this news actually had me scanning her Twitter account. Yeah. And I would do that because I, I haven't been following her. And all during her trip of nearly a year, she's been taking these incredible yeah. photos from the space station. Man. Overrated, underrated, or rightly underrated. 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 100% under. Yeah, we don't even know what's out there. There could be aliens. Outer space is super underrated. We don't even know what is out there. Congratulations, Christina. Welcome home. Sports Channel 8, we out. You've been listening to the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast.